Abed and all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. Had our Monday game last night. It was the end of an adventure, and they did rather well. They only had a few rooms to go, so they leveled up, which means that's a whole new can of worms for me to take care of. I wanted to talk about that because, as you know, my Monday game, my player characters are getting up in level. They just made eighth. And this system only goes to level 12, so that is significant. They're about two-thirds of the way there. And I'm thinking about how I ramp up stuff, because as they get, as they get higher levels, you got to throw bigger and bigger things at them. But you got to kind of change it up a bit, you know? And I do that in the prep by looking at what I'm throwing at them and then making adjustments, monsters, encounters, whatever. And my rule of thumb right now is if you got a bunch of average monsters, low to average monsters, throw more at them. They can take it. They can really take it. So my rule of thumb right now is the bigger the monster, the less of them there are. The smaller the monster, the more of them there are. It kind of works out that way. So if the encounter throws six mummies at them, I make it 12. Still the same hit points for all of them. And I know they're going to, you know, wade into them. And I figured throwing double the number at them, that'll give the hit points, well... That that'll that'll make the fight last a little. I'm I really get tired of characters who are so powerful that they can stop a, they can end an encounter in two 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 rounds. And believe me, I've seen that happen a lot. Not taking anything away from the player characters, it's just you know that's the way the mop flops when you get that kind of that high level. You know, you can't do, and as far as I'm concerned, even at higher levels, you can't do earth-shattering things all the time. You may have a smaller thing that had a greater impact later on down the road. Those are good. Where you have to stop something because in X amount of years, they're going to be, they're going to be ravaging whatever land you have. So it's not earth-shattering in the moment. You got to start thinking about what happens what happens in the future and things like that. So, I've got a few tips about well, I don't know if they're tips, but things I'm tr- I'm figuring out as far as scaling scaling monsters, scaling encounters on the fly when you're in the game because no matter how much I prep, no matter how much I try and I try to accommodate their higher level, when I get to it, all changes at the table. Well, not all of it doesn't change. Sometimes it works out, but most of it changes at the table because of their actions, because of their higher level. I do try to take into that that into account, but you can't you can't think of everything. You can't you can't 
you don't know what they're going to do. And that's, well, that's part of the, to me, that's part of the fun. But at the same time, you've got to kind of up your game and adjust things on the fly. Now, I don't think of this as cheating. I never did. Hiding die rolls from the players never bothered me. Using a screen never bothered me. And I'm always interested in a good fight. I don't consider this game an adversarial game, period. I just don't. Because it's the players and the GM working together to make a story. And when people survive and tell the story, everybody wins, as you know. So that's the winning part of the game right there. So here's what I've been thinking about. Armor class. I can't change the armor class. I really, I really, I really don't like changing armor class on things. Now hit dice is another story. If you during your prep, if you want to, if you want to up the hit dice, that's perfectly all right. I mean, it's going to look weird if you have like a twelve hit die goblin. So you got to you, you got to use some common sense with this. You look at everything you're going to throw at the players in that scenario, in that adventure, including the random encounter tables, because you know you can use random encounter tables to kind of like. I know sometimes you just got to throw them a bone. Sometimes you just got to put them up against something that they can just stomp into the ground. But those things should be kind of not rare, but I mean, they shouldn't happen all the time. And random encounters is perfect for that. But you should still look at your random encounter tables to see what you're throwing at them and how powerful you're throwing it at them. And it just makes sense to do that. Now, I'm of the big, as far as balancing encounters, which I claim I don't do, anybody, see, I claim I don't do it, but I, I'm thinking I may, I may do it because I just got the feeling, to me, to me, balancing encounters is looking at everything, looking at the entire encounter as far as like, oh, it's it's like you're trying to second guess every single thing they're doing. You can't do that. And you look at where they are level-wise, which I do, but I just can't see this whole system of, okay, they're going to, this is a challenge level this, and so I can use this, that, and the other thing. And it's a nice guideline. It is. It really is a nice guideline. It's just not for me. I just like the old simple, well, how many levels do we have total in the party? Okay. How many hit dice does this monster have? Okay. They both are kind of within the ballpark. That way I can just do that on the fly because if I have a giant spider they're fighting and they are a total of, I don't know, maybe they're all, there's a party of, let's see, party of three at fourth level. So that be ten, 12 total levels in the party. And I've got a giant giant spider that's 12 hit dice. That's a pretty formidable spider. That's an even fight to me. And if you want to adjust it, just it up or down a few hit dice. You want to make it a little easier? Make it lower hit dice. You want to make it a little harder? Give them a couple more hit dice. Also, leave leave the hit dice alone. And if you really want to challenge him, throw another spider in there. 
Go ahead. If that's 12, 12 hit dice, two 12 hit dice monsters is going to give them a run for their money. But that's the kind of thing you have to use your own judgment for. You have to be the guy on the... You have to have the hand on the throttle, is basically what I'm saying, during during the encounter. And then you can do this in the middle of the encounter, too. I can have a giant spider. Okay, here's, here's a scenario. Giant spider. They're fighting a giant spider, and I put another giant spider in there to give them a little... A little challenge. Get their butts kicked. Okay, the second spider only had half as many hit dice or hit points. So I can do that. This is all this is all Game Master 101 stuff as far as I'm concerned. Also, I can fool with the hit points. I have no problem fooling around with hit points. Now, here's my my thing. If you just have your run-of-the-mill monsters, say anything from kobolds all the way up to orcs, you take the average hit dice. You know how you see those hit dice blocks, those stat blocks that say hit dice, hit dice four, and then in parentheses it'll give you a number like 13, which is the average for that monster. Go ahead and use that if you're using a lot of them. If you're using a lot of them, but the big bad, the big monsters always roll the hit dice. Always roll their hit dice. They may come out with less hit dice. You can go with that. Or if you want to hold the, if they got less hit dice and you want to hold on to the average, switch that out during the during play. You can do that. So it's the hit it's the hit dice and the hit hit points I like to fool with. I've had big bad fights where. I thought, like, <laughs> we had a lich fight tonight, or yesterday, rather. We had, a, we had a fight with, a, they had a fight with the lich, which was the big boss. He was 12 hit dice. They were creaming him. He had, like, 62 hit points, because, you know what? I took the average on him. I don't know why, but I took the average on him. They were creaming him. And so, I was adding hit points to this guy, just to make the fight go a little longer. And it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a big oh man, he's cheating, he's he's getting hit done. It wasn't that. It was just I wanted to give him a good fight. I wanted it to go for as long as he felt satisfied because this guy wasn't going anywhere. And this guy this guy was gonna be going down anyway, as far as I was concerned, because they were hitting him hard. And I mean hard. And this is a frickin' lich. They are they hit him they were they're all seventh level fighters in a one to twelve game. So they were uh, frankly, I thought because the 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 room before that, it was a, a type four demon who was tougher than the lich. And I didn't put and I'm it's got it's gotten to the point where I don't pull any punches anymore. If they, you know, if they're they're in a room, and something big and bad happens, and something big and bad starts attacking them, I let them have it, and I use the special abilities too, because that lich, he he had a claw claw, but no, he didn't have a claw claw, but he had weapons that he never used. He feared the first guy that came in the room, and no, I'm sorry, that was the demon, but anyway. The guy came in, the, the, the players came in the room, he was throwing, the, the, finally, 
after he got down enough hit points, I just had him levitate and go cloud kill. I knew they could take it. That I did it so they could take it, but I wanted to do some damage to them in a, you know, it's basically save for, save or take 3d6. So there's that. What I'm thinking about hit points, when I think about hit points, is I have the average hit points. I always mark out my hit points on the graph paper. And it's like, okay, he has this many hit points. Then I figure out what, I divide it by three. I divide the hit points by three. And at the two-third mark, to me, that's the tide-turning mark for the monster. And I see how the fight's going. Now, I don't have to do this for the PCs because the PCs are getting creamed. I don't have to worry about it because they're getting creamed, you know. But on the monster, I have a little, I put a little arrow or something like that at the two-thirds mark of the hit points. That's the tide turning. That's the tide turning value right there. Because I want them to... Like I said, I want him to have a good fight. And at the two-thirds mark, to me, that's where I got to stop and think. I got to stop and think, do I want to keep this fight going or do I not? And this is, all, and this is dependent on, on what the, the players are doing. If they're, if they're fighting intelligently and they're using their stuff and, hey, I got to take the hit, some of the magic, this magic stuff, I gave it to them, so I take the hit. But at the same time, I want it to be a good fight. And the two-thirds mark makes me stop and think, okay, is this going to be, what kind of fight is this going to be? It looks like if they got him down to this point, then they're probably going to win. So... If I wanted to go on a couple of more rounds, because probably one of any one of those players, the next round, well, two thirds of the players anyway, next round they could if he if he gets a lousy initiative, he's had, he's toast, because we've got multiple attacks throwing and magical weapons and pluses and blah 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 blah, and so he you know one more when I get to the two thirds point, I'm thinking one more hit and he's toast. Do I want him to be toast, or do you want to go on a little longer? Because I, you know, like I said, when I say good fight, it's like I want to get them to get in there and just, you know, boom, 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 like that. So, at that point, I think, okay, am I gonna give let him take the hits and just say he has more hit points? And I don't mark these in my head, or do I just let the let the 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 thing, the stuff hit the fan, and he's gone. I want them to feel they accomplished something. It's not. I'm not trying to be unfair or anything. It's just that's the way I like to run it. So those are some of the things you can do while you're running an encounter. Some encounters are, you know, forget it. And you know, these special abilities can can be really. Some of these special abilities can be really devastating. At the, if he hit the two-thirds mark and he hits some kind of... If he hits like a, a fireball, 
if he can hit if he can get a fireball off of the two-thirds mark that's going to really impact the player characters and they may may or may not get out of that depending on what their defenses are they have pretty high defenses so i gotta hit them with more believe me it, it makes a difference <laughs> Uh, if he throw, if he just throws a lightning bolt at him, that's, oof. boy, that could really fry some characters. And we do have a couple of squishy characters in the group, so yeah, there's that. Anyway, I'm gonna go start my day, so I will see you guys later. And if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, drop me an email at oldmangrognar@gmail.com, or you can drop me a voicemail on Anchor. And remember, we're funded now, so as little as 99 cents a month. You, too, can support this program, and I would thank you. And thank you, Jonathan and Oliver, for supporting me. You guys are great. So, until I talk to you guys next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.